This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. One of the big questions is what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting with our early episodes, where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. In this week's episode, we'll fill you in on the Bitcoin spot ETF race. There was a little bump in the road, but we seem to be back on track. Plus, we'll talk about a few things making news in NFT land this past seven days. My name's Tracy, and we've got the two boys with us, Blake and Craig. Hey, guys. Blake and I are over in Perth, and Craig's in Sydney, but it was nice to be together last week, wasn't it? Mm, It was nice, and uh, it was a pretty great week, actually. Mm. Uh, There were more events and more parties that we attended and uh, yeah definitely this week uh, a little bit tired a little bit tired we're trying to bring the energy today but no it was it was good wasn't it Craig yeah it was great to see you guys in person it's been a while Mm. and it was really good to see that crypto isn't dead in Sydney just yet Um, it was very lively and at the Aus D5 and especially shout out to Mark does a really good job over there. Um, so, yeah, had a good night there too. Yeah, that was on the Tuesday just after recording. Blake spoke that Aus D5 event, which was great. We're actually going to have an Aus D5 event here in Perth with Mark, bringing him over so the Perth chapter can get together, which is on Friday the 28th of July. Shout out to anyone in Perth. Um, I'll actually put a link below in the show notes um, to get your tickets and reserve your spot. As we said, Mark is an absolute legend in the crypto space and in particular the DeFi world. So thanks for having us in Sydney and we look forward to spotting you over here in Perth. But look, guys, a bit's happened this week. So let's move on to our first story. The crypto news over the past two weeks has undoubtedly been talk of this Bitcoin spot ETF, and in particular, the fact that the heavy hitter BlackRock had applied for an ETF, as well as a long list of really impressive names that signalled, hey, it could be ready for the bull market. The price action definitely followed and we've seen a bit of a pump. But then the last couple of days, we uh, had some news and a bit of a turn of event. The US Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, has deemed the filings for this spot ETF as inadequate. So what exactly happened here, Craig? Yeah, so this news dropped. um, And as you touched on, the leading asset managers, BlackRock and Fidelity, they resubmitted their applications for Bitcoin ETFs. The SEC said, no, um, there's a lack of clarity there in regards to the surveillance sharing agreement and the chosen spot Bitcoin exchange. So this caused a panic. It was, I think it was Friday night, wasn't it, when this happened? I don't, mm. I don't know, but I, was, I had a trade open actually and it just everything was just <laughs> red candles everywhere and I was like, oh no, like I'm a goner. So my learning is now I'm no longer trading anymore. I'm done. But <laughs> says that every week. Yeah. But the exchanges that 
BlackRock had to had to relist was um, to Nasdaq, and the chosen surveillance partner is actually going to be Coinbase, which led to a twelve percent pump in the Coinbase share price. So since the washout, everyone sort of realised that it's a bit of a nothing burger and it's not actually rejected, even though that was the headline. And yeah, the market washed out and recovered to the exact same level 24 hours later, which is typical crypto, Trace. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty interesting to note here that you know, the SEC is relying upon Coinbase as a market leader and someone that they can trust in order to s- survey the market um, around you know, this spot Bitcoin ETF. And then on the other hand, they're suing them um, on several yeah. accounts of unlisted securities yeah. being an unregistered securities exchange, um, stuff to do with their broker-dealer license. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty – it seems um, – Bipolar. Mm, it is a bit odd. And since that news on Friday, um, most involved have refiled and changed the specifics needed. So, yeah, like you said earlier, Craig, a bit of a, a nothing burger then. So I think Fidelity and um, BlackRock and all and ARK Invest, all the others have actually refiled again. But as I just said then, um, a lot of this has talked about who is going to be the first to win the race and get that spot Bitcoin ETF through. So It's a race. Well, I think there's eight, eight. that are waiting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Kathy Wood from ARK Invest, um, which is an investment fund – which is focused on innovation. Um, they're very famous for being a proponent of um, Bitcoin and Tesla um, and really investing into tomorrow. Um, ARK Invest filed for a spot Bitcoin ETF, and that means um, we've, we've covered this before, but that means that they're actually buying real Bitcoins in the um, ETF, and then that'll be listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange. Uh, and they've done this in collaboration with a group called 21 Shares um, long before BlackRock filed for theirs. And the application is reportedly first in line for the SEC's approval. So this would be fascinating if that gets mm. through first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these things come down to politics sometimes. Yeah. It's not <laughs> always on merit. Yeah. Despite the growing optimism over the potential arrival of a spot Bitcoin ETF in the US, uh, many experts believe that um, products are not co- these products are, are not coming in the, in the future, you know? So yeah, again, it could be just political. So the SEC is potentially unlikely to approve a spot Bitcoin ETF in 2023, and it hasn't progressed much since the Winklevoss twins, um, far for one back in 2017. Um, so yeah, who knows what's going to happen here? Um, hopefully, Kathy Wood from ARK Invest gets it through. Uh, BlackRock um, seemed to you know, have the trust in the market, being so successful listing so many ETFs, so they might get it through first. But you know, with the attitude of the SEC, they just might not prove any. Mm. <laughs> and they're all they're all filling in the same forms and putting down the same information, aren't they? Like you More said, or less, yeah. But like you said, it's all political. But look, speaking of ARK Invests and Kathy Wood, You're In Good Company, which is a podcast that's part of our Equity Mates family here, the girls Maddie and Sophie were really lucky and were able to interview Kathy Wood and they were super excited about this. It's a two-part episode. The second episode has dropped today. I listened to it early this morning because she speaks about Bitcoin and she's a big believer in Bitcoin. So go out and give that episode a listen. We'll 
we'll put it in the show notes below. You guys haven't got to that yet, have you? It just came out today. But, no. yeah, look, it's not just about Bitcoin, but she talks about Tesla and her love for Elon Musk and what he's doing, um, but just a lot of really awesome information around ARK Invest and her thesis around what they're investing into. So it was definitely a great interview that the girls managed to score. So give it a listen. And with that, we'll move to our next story, NFTs. Blake's favourite. <laughs> There's been a bit that's happened in the NFT world this week, but none more so than the highly spoken about Azuki Elements Drop. This one, uh, it, it's everywhere and I wasn't a huge fan of Azuki um, going into this. To be to be fair, I, I'd heard about Azuki a lot. I knew it was one of the, the biggest ones of the last couple of years, but I hadn't gone any deeper into that. Craig, do you know much about what happened here? Yeah, so Azuki, which is known as a bit of a blue chip project, launched another NFT drop. It was always in the top 10 of NFTs um, in terms of market cap and it's sort of like a... Japanese style cartoon profile picture sort of mm-hmm. project, not as detailed as the board apes or as cute as the pudgies, but they did have a massive following regardless. They had only launched one project, which was the original Azuki project. Now they launched a second project, which has 20,000 items in the collection, which is very popular. We saw this with board apes, mutant apes, pudgies, little pudgies. It's very common for this to be a thing with NFT projects. Anyway, the Peace Project sold out in 15 minutes, which is very impressive Mm. in this sort of market, and it generated $38 million in revenue for the Azuki creator. It's completely plummeted. So it originally sold for two ETH apiece, which was around $3,800, and then the project's floor price plummeted to 0.8. Now, the reason why it plummeted is because they noticed that there was multiple duplicates and little parts of the art like in the bottom left there was you know the photoshop wasn't done correctly or they wanted you know one of them was just missing a part of their sword and it was just people it became people were taking the piss out of it and it looked exactly like the original exactly didn't it but even before that there was a problem with the mint so all the original people people that were meant to get one didn't so for what i'm saying is a project that's of this size yeah. The, and this is Azuki. This is kind of like um, one of these top 10 projects that have a lot of money and a lot of cash behind them moving forward in the ecosystem yeah. in crypto winter, putting a project out and then still not getting the the drop right, still not getting the coding right, putting crappy art out there. C- cash I mean, grab. Sounds like they've rushed it. They haven't yeah. put the resources in that they needed. Um, you know, maybe it was a bit of a money grab. Who knows? It sounds like they, they've um, yeah just rushed the whole thing. But, and, and it's not just to the surprise of all the holders, to everyone in the community. Like there's a few overpriced JPEGs and Carly, you know, they were all shocked because they all like these were really well known, you know, and really respected people that have this project to have done this. So I think that there's even a group now, a DAO, that have put a lot of money together that hold a heap of them trying to ask for their money back now. Yeah, so everyone was just back on the launch. Everyone said that this was the comeback. Everyone's like, NFTs are back, Azuki, having this drop, the hype was there. And yes, Trace, as you've just said, the angry Azuki elements holders are so mad that they've developed a DAO where they're pulling money together to build some sort of legal case to get their money back from Azuki because they're claiming that they deserve a refund. Now, to make... (laughs) 
to make the story even juicier, that exact DAO has been hacked. So these poor Azuki <laughs> holders what? have held these Azukis down to, you know, a very low price. They finally get a new mint to be excited about. The new mint is, you know, poorly executed. They get together, they say, okay, let's put money together in a DAO and let's try to get our money back and let's try to sue these this Azuki founder. And then that DAO that they created has been hacked. So they've just been rugged oh, on no. every possible... Oh, no. Can't help but feel bad That's, for these guys. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just feel... I feel... Yeah, I feel sad for them. But I don't think that, you know, the fact that it's sold out shows that NFTs are not dead. There's a lot going on in the space right now. You know, I looked at the numbers. I think, you know, this time, uh, one of the days this week, Solana outdid Ethereum for um, Mm. NFTs, which has never happened before. So the fact that they could sell out 39 million in 15 minutes is full on. Obviously, the project was a bit of a rug, but, you know, I still think there's a lot happening. I still feel ordinals um, and being able to purchase on the BTC network is what's pushing things along right now. But definitely feel sorry for for these people. Yeah, those Ethereum blue chips have now, since this whole debacle, have been smashed. It seems like a lot of people that have held these Bored Apes have held, you know, these other projects and now starting to capitulate. And Bored Apes are now at 38th floor, which that has not been at that level for a long time. So, you know, this is probably like a 99% decrease when it was 100th floor and ETH was 5K. Like, wow, it's insane. So... Okay. Watch this space. A lot of drama. A lot of drama. Well, moving on to something that's um, a little bit more lighthearted, but Blake sent me an interesting article over the weekend. It's about the future of secret NFTs and their use case. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more, Blake? Yeah, of course. And I think it's um, really important to note here that you know, we see technological innovation happening in all aspects of the crypto sphere and um, you know, new use cases become apparent once you know this technology gets developed and then deployed and, and taken to market. So secret NFTs are a way of making your ownership of an NFT public or private, as well as that keeping the data within the NFT public or private. And this has some wide ranging implications and creates some opportunities for new use cases. Um, and some examples of that are identity and, and auth- authorization. So, you know, you could create an NFT, you know, with your driver's license, your passport, um, you know, some other, so your social security number or your tax file number in there and have you know, some elements of it public and some elements of it private. Um, and you could use this potentially as authentic- authentication with your government agencies. Um, as well as that, it creates other opportunities in um, subscription services using authentication in this way. And you know, potentially with buying and selling other assets like property, you know, you could have details about you know the transaction um, you know within the NFT and uh, some of the information public and some of the information private. And then you know the who the guys that are creating this have also suggested that this technology can be used for Internet of Things. And for those that don't know, the Internet of Things is um, all the sensors that are around us, um, from our traffic lights to our um, autonomous cars to sprinkler systems and all these sensors that are in our environment that share data with one another. Sometimes elements of that data need to be private and sometimes um, they can be semi-private and sometimes it can be public. And moving across like low-band radio receivers, um, 
um, you know, the authentication isn't that secure. So using NFTs in this way um, is a really great use case. So it's really interesting to see this technology evolve. And of course, it's early days, but um, you know, there's lots of opportunity here, I think, for entrepreneurs to pick up this this technology and, and um, build products and take it to market. Yeah. So d- does that then also protect current NFTs that you own, like just going back to the complete NFT use case of it, can you hide the NFTs that you already own or does it have to be baked into your actual contract? Yeah, it has to be um, part of this protocol. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And I suspect that we'll see more and more of this. We're going to see zero knowledge NFTs, which will be, you know, accessible through layer two solutions on top of Ethereum Mm -hmm. and um, create all sorts of new opportunities and business models. This comes into play with, you know, healthcare and things like that. Yeah. I think when you're dealing with those things like healthcare, authorization, real estate, like obviously some data doesn't need to be public. Education, universities, all those kind of things, yeah. mm. you know. So how do we get exposure to this, Blake? <laughs> I love the narrative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's uh, the ETF? Uh, yeah, exactly. Do some more research. We'll put a link in the show notes with yeah, um, a I, bit of a summary of um, the the technology and uh, take it from there. Yeah, interesting stuff. Like we said, we'll pop something in the show notes there for um, Secret NFTs for you to have a read. Time for a break, and when we come back, our short, sharp news bites. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast. Time for a shout out. This week, a shout out to the Crypto Women Australia and New Zealand Facebook group. Lots of awesome ladies in there. Just wanted to say hello to them. This group is run by Louise McFarlane and all of her helpers. So go check it out on Facebook. That's the Crypto Women of Australia and New Zealand. Let's move on. I'm going to go up first for a little bit of news. So at a recent concert, 5,000 of Harry Styles fans signed up for a Web3 wallet under events. And this, I think, is the future, basically. People trying to sign up for things via their favourite music bands or sporting clubs in the hope that they're going to get special discounts to future concerts or tickets or merchandise. That's exactly what these guys hoped they were going to get with Harry Styles. Mm, Very cool. Very cool. And it's a good conversion rate. How many people were there? Harry Styles concert, oh, God, you know. 50,000? 50, 50,000 maybe. Okay, that'd be a good conversion rate, I think. <laughs> 
All right. So Paxos, who, which is a uh, infrastructure that produces stable coins that we've spoken about previously, is teaming up with Macedo Libre to make a regulated Pax dollar stablecoin available in Mexico. And they're an online e-commerce kind of retailer um, that are very, very popular in South America. Um, so they might be able to get distribution through their platform. So I think this is interesting uh, to follow because, you know, if they are successful, I see your other groups um, potentially using stable coins in the same way. You know, could we see Amazon? Could we see eBay uh, do similar things? Guys, I got a good one for you. So Vitalik Buterin, he's jumped to the defense of Solana. So as we've covered off, Solana are in hot water. He's such a good guy. He he's is. jumping to the defense of Solana. He tweeted, the one comment I'll make is that I feel bad for Solana and other projects getting hit. They don't deserve it. And if Ethereum ends up winning through all these other blockchains getting kicked off, that's not an honorable way to win. So Vitalik being a good guy, wanting the whole space to sort of grow. And even if it's at the demise of Ethereum. Good on you. Okay. So French luxury brand Dior is building their own special sneakers, the B33 sneakers. They're only making 470 of these and the price is 1,350 euros, but you will get a digital replica. So that's Dior who have been in the NFT space previously, jumping in there again with these digital replicas. Apparently, when you actually get the sneaker, in the bottom of the sneaker, there is a little um, special tag that you pull off and there's actually an NFT pouch in there also. So there you go, Dior heating things up. Mm, interesting. All right, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is running for president in the US, has just made a jaw-dropping announcement that sent shockwaves through the political landscape. Um, in a recent interview, he said that he um, declared his intention to eliminate the IRS if elected in, as US president. So this seems... Big claim. Big claim. <laughs> That's like uh, eliminating the ATO. Yeah. Mm. So... Uh, do you think he's got a chance? Mate, I think um, that's probably killed his chance at becoming president. And we've seen Robert F. Kennedy come out in support of Bitcoin, who's another um, candidate for um, the running of the US president. Yeah. In fact, he said, pay me all my- Did he? Campaign contributions. Contributions. Did he really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Mm. What else have you got for us, Craig? Hot off the press from your secret squirrel mates at Cointelegraph. Finance have a survey. They said that 63.5% of investors have a positive look for crypto assets over the next 12 months. So that would include the halvening in there. So, I mean, pretty biased survey by a crypto exchange, but that's okay. Sticking on exchanges, Trace, OKX, they've actually announced a three-year expansion deal with the treble-winning champions at Manchester City. So they'll be still getting a run on the kit, which is nice. It sounds like they've got a bit of cash to throw around OKX. They're throwing parties everywhere. Good old OKX knows how to throw a party. And with that, folks, I think that's all the news that we have for you this week. Thanks for listening in. We hope you can join us next week. Make sure you subscribe so you get the news each week. Once again, we've got the Facebook Crypto Curious community. Please join us there or send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye, guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. 
Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.